0: I'm your host, Kareem Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Well, welcome back to episode 64 of Breaking Free Authentically. I am... So thrilled to be here. And this week, we have a very incredible guest. Her name is Elle Bright. She's actually an Australian scientist and artist, author, and speaker, an expert in burnout recovery and prevention for women entrepreneurs. After 20 years in the mining industry and working all over the world, she closed down her consultancy to focus on raising her son and flipped her hobby, which is photography, into being awarded the most inspiring woman's photographer in the UK 2023. Not only is she a photographer, but she is a boudoir photographer, which I love because obviously... That is something very sex positive and the work that she does helps women. So it was the life-changing transformations of her clients who would leave her studio and then they would ditch abusive husbands or get the job of their dreams and meet the love of their life that inspired Elle to figure out how the confidence boost of a photo shoot led women to embody the next level version of themselves unashamedly and unapologetically. She dove into the neuroscience, became a hypnotherapist and mindset expert, and went on to develop her signature method, the BRIGHT effect, so that women entrepreneurs can prevent and recover from burnout as they scale their business to seven figures and beyond. This episode is really a vulnerable one for me. Because Elle took me through one of her processes and we went back to some things that, a decision in the past that I made that didn't turn out the way I wanted it. Like I didn't get what I wanted. It was resolved, but I didn't get what I wanted. And so then we dig into that and we explore a little bit about what patterns, um, She notices and what patterns I have in my life that keep me from stating my boundaries or asking for what I want or getting my needs met. It's fascinating what this woman can do in a very short amount of time. So I love that she does this work. This is the kind of work that we also do in the program, believe it or not. But when it's you, sometimes you need someone else to see things for you and that's just the beauty of working with a coach and having an objective person to help you work through some of the things that you sometimes can't see the pattern. Sometimes we can't see the programming that we have and we just need that pointed out for us. And so this is the work that we do, and I love that she took the time to just show her process and, and help me at the same time. So I got a lot of value out of it. I hope that my experience and my vulnerability can help you get a lot out of it as well. So enjoy this episode. We'll get right into the interview. It's not an interview. It's a session, really. Uh, it's, it's a conversation and a session. So... I hope you enjoy it. We'll get right into it when we get back. Do you feel like you've been sold a fairy tale when it comes to sex and love? Why isn't it working? Why am I not fulfilled or satisfied? Why do I have a deep longing for more? Maybe you've had some of these thoughts. Did you know it's not your fault? That's right. You've been brainwashed since childhood with disempowering beliefs about sex and relationships. This is known as the mono mindset. If you're tired of feeling stuck, you're ready for Breaking Free from Conformity, the eight week program where you will learn how the mono mindset has set you up for failure in relationships. Why you think of sex as wrong or taboo. Why you judge yourself. You will finally learn how to have empowered relationships with confidence and success. Many of my clients have said, "Karine, I didn't know I had choices. I thought I needed a partner to feel complete. I thought I was supposed to suppress my desires to have a successful relationship. Well, what if you could learn to love yourself and your desires without guilt? Well, you can with Breaking Free from Conformity, the eight-week program, shifting the subconscious programming that is keeping you stuck. It's not your fault. You weren't given a choice. It's time to break free and start living your life. To register, go to offers.kareenbedard.com forward slash BFFC for breaking free from conformity. I can't wait for you to find ultimate freedom and create an empowered relationship for yourself. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. welcome to breaking free authentically this is episode 64 can you believe it and soon it will be episode 69 so i want all your ideas for that and i'll talk about that more in the intro but uh 69 guys we gotta we gotta talk about that anyways today my guest is l bright and what a bright woman she is it fits her We've had just a lovely conversation. It's probably been over an hour we've been talking and she's still like smiling and has been so great holding space and just being authentic and real with me. And I really appreciate that because I've just been going through some things lately, you guys, and and I've been struggling with some things and she's been really great to help me sort of be more aware and understand what I'm going through. And so today is kind of a treat. You guys are going to see a little bit of vulnerability from me, and Ella's going to help coach me through some of that and use her process. We're going to talk about shame, authenticity, holding your boundaries, not judging yourself, and, and kind of discovering where our weaknesses lie, our patterns. And so she's going to take me through an earlier earlier situation and we're going to maybe get some insight as to why I keep repeating the same sort of patterns in my life and so I'm kind of looking forward to that kind of scared but that's okay I love to learn I love to grow as you all know and uh, hey I get to face my shadows because I want everybody else to be willing to do that and grow and so if I can't do it then how am I going to teach anybody else to do it so here I am showing up vulnerably. So Elle, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Can you tell us a little bit about you?
1: Thank you so much, Corinne. It is an absolute pleasure to get to talk with you on your podcast. Mm -hmm. I have had a lot of experience with women and shame Mm -hmm. because I have recently been focused on my boudoir photography. Mm -hmm. And boudoir Mm -hmm. photography is all about with me women owning unashamedly their femininity, their womanliness. 100%. Being authentic. And what we always find, of course, is, is that we get into people pleasing
0: mm.
1: or, or playing the victim or whatever you want to call it, but we're not being authentically ourselves. We're not owning it. And what I find is shame is often at the core Isn't it? and that led me to to becoming a hypnotherapist mm-hmm. an expert in mindset mind-body connection and helping women with burnout mm-hmm. to recover and if you've been through burnout mm-hmm. to never go back
0: I have been through burnout once and I'm I feel like I'm headed there right now and so talking with you is just perfect timing and like Tuesday when when we were on this networking call together, like I literally didn't want to get out of bed. Like I just I couldn't even face the day. I didn't want to get up. And I was like, uh I already said I'm going to this thing. I came like 15 minutes late and I was like, OK, I'm just going to go because last time I went, it was really good. And it was had some positive outcomes as a result so I know I need to be there and I'm just gonna go and there was only like five of us in the room and it it was so like perfect and you were there and then my next call was there who who deals like Sarah was deals with social media and the stuff that I was struggling with and like literally she was willing to help and offer expertise and I'm like oh my god everybody is just like it's exactly the right people. And even Sten sent me an email and connected me with a doctor that should talk to me. And so we're going to talk next week, I think. And all this has happened just because of that call. Yeah. And me showing yeah. up. And we didn't want to do it. Yeah. And yeah. I <laughs> didn't want to do it. And recognizing that I was headed towards burnout and that I needed to push myself to do something that i knew would be good for me but that i actually didn't feel like i had the energy for so yeah burnout is not good (laughs) it's good that you did it and it's good that we're here today
1: Mm -hmm. and i think it's just a quick moment we can remind your listeners about if you're not feeling like you have the energy resting is useful obviously but you don't really gain energy by resting. Mm. You relax, Mm -hmm. right? And you can feel a little bit better because the edge has been taken off. But when you go back to it, you're right back where you were. What you want to do is fill your own cup, as we say, but even better than that, it's got to be overflowing. That's where you give to others from. Yeah. Yeah. From the saucer underneath or from the pouring, but not from your cup. That's yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't share that. Mm. That is for you. Yeah. And if you can't fill your cup, you can't do much for anyone else. It's
0: like the oxygen mask. You need yours. Yeah. Okay. So I just heard that it just sunk in for me. (laughs) I like that analogy. The cup is overflowing into the saucer. And the mm. saucers, what you're using to, to fill and give into other people's lives. That is, yeah. that's a brilliant, that's a very bright analogy, L. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. You pour from your cup, your cup will get empty. Right. Don't do that. I really I really like analogies and I do well with analogies. Yeah. And when I teach like my music students, I, I'm always like full of different analogies. But this is good because I think it takes away the shame a little bit, right? Like
1: mm-hmm. you're not showing them what's in your cup.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It's you've got more, and until you've got more. You don't have enough. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to energize yourself and those things you love, the things that mm-hmm. bring you joy, the things that light you up, like you were discussing, you know, spending time with your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, in- investing time in yourself, hanging mm-hmm. with the connection with people is always key. The mm-hmm. people who support you no matter what, the people mm-hmm. who will make you laugh about yourself, mm-hmm. the people that really matter to you who are not stuck in their own ego space Mm -hmm. are there for you Mm -hmm. yeah but more than that things you can do on your own even if it is just to kick those shoes off and walk on the crunchy leaves you got crunchy leaves now
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah feel that sunshine
0: it's interesting that you say that because I do hang out with people that I feel very connected to and that I love dearly but I think sometimes, I think maybe the distinction is that you get to make the choice to hang out with the people that you want to hang out when when you need it and when, when it feels good for you or when you have the capacity. And I think that that's the part I haven't been listening to because the people I have in my life are absolutely amazing and I love them dearly. And the people aren't necessarily the drain. Mm-hmm. It's not the people that are the drain on me. It's It's what's required of me more often than what I have capacity for, I think, and then I'm not good to the people that I dearly love and I'm not my best self because I am not making decisions that energize me for me. I'm doing things that are going to energize other people because I feel bad saying no to them sometimes.
1: Yeah it's it's a dangerous situation oh. isn't it because you get drained yeah and you feel good because you're
0: helping people you're
1: supporting the yeah. people you love
0: but and they also give back to me right like they give to me but there's there's a slight resentment at the back because i didn't always choose to make that effort i didn't choose to make the phone call i didn't choose to and i need that less i'm a military kid and so i've moved around my whole life And I realized that like when people are out of sight, they're out of mind for me. And I'm okay with that. Like I don't need contact with someone all the time. I really don't. I can not see someone literally for two years and pick up exactly where I left off with zero issues. And and a lot of my friends, they're the same, right? Like, and those are the people that I have thrived around a lot of times because I don't feel any pressure that you know, their happiness doesn't depend on me or I don't ha- owe anybody anything. And I guess sometimes that's just the easy route, right? Like that was easy for me. Like when things got hard, I'd just move, right? Like it was just like, as a kid, you didn't have a lot of choice either. Yeah.
1: You were you were being moved Yeah, against will. So you didn't want to invest too much because you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. So that's a pattern
0: that will happen. Yeah. And I yeah. think the pattern of like Being willing to receive and take like I I'm definitely more of a taker than a giver, which yes and no, (laughs) I'm more of a taker because I give so much, I think, of energy to others that I don't have. Maybe I think I have more energy than I do. And then in order to replenish, I take because I feel like I'm justified in taking because I I've given my energy to others for them. And so, therefore, I'm like, well, if they're helping me, then it justifies why I said yes. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, you're doing it the other way.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm used to shoving down my instinct or my little niggling, right? I've been used to that. So, anyways, you were going to take me through a bit of a process. So, let's talk about this sort of niggling and ignoring this niggling as my pattern. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) It's not just your pattern. I mean... We live in a society where there are a lot of people and we want everyone to be yes. happy because conflict is not fun. <laughs> no, it's not. And, <laughs> and so we all want to do what we can to make others happy. It's when we are giving so much or expecting more in return than they thought they were going to be giving, mm-hmm. to get this imbalance mm-hmm. and and how we deal with that, how we hold it, Do we pass it on to somebody else? Do we let it eat us up inside? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because in the end, the present is what matters. What's done is done. Mm -hmm. You cannot change it. Mm -hmm. And you need to recover from that and go forth. Otherwise, you're stuck. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, what we've got is a little process called a conflict deconstruction. Okay. All it is is finding a conflict, something that happened, where you didn't get what you wanted and to work out what actually happened, to gain wisdom from that. Because basically how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm. So you'll have a pattern of, as you say, you know, giving away more energy than you had available. Mm-hmm. That's your pattern. And that will become illustrated by your conflict but also there'll, there'll be other bits of insight that you can gain. It's not specific to that one instance. You'll begin to, once you've gained a little bit of elimination, you'll go, ah, oh, I'm doing that again. Or, oh, that's what happened when that went on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very interesting. The self-knowledge, know thyself is everything. When you can get just that little bit of breathing space,
0: yeah you
1: can make a different choice oh,
0: i talk so much about shame and letting go of shame and creating safety with others means you have to have safety with yourself first to not mm. judge yourself for what you need <laughs> and exactly. uh, i i'm clearly clearly have a lot of work to do in that area but i think that we all do Oh my God. Don't worry about that. I, I think we'll just, we'll just pop when okay. we work
1: it all out. So don't, don't work it all out yet.
0: <laughs> all right. So you wanted a scenario from me. Um, so what is it that, what kind of scenario would you like from me so we can start? Well, this we, what we
1: want to know is a conflict between you and one other person that keeps it simple. Okay. It's something that's complete. Okay. okay. It's not ongoing. It's something that's happened. It's okay. done. And you didn't get what you want. Mm. So it can be as simple as you were trying to decide to go to the movies. You said this one, the other person said the other one. And for whatever reason, it all came out that you didn't get what you wanted.
0: Oh, that happens a lot. but
1: Yeah, it can do. <laughs> it's understanding the the why. But I'll, I'll trust you to choose something juicy.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to go way back to like maybe the start of sort of my relationship patterns and maybe this will give some insight into what I'm struggling with lately. So it's when my ex-husband and I were dating, we were in Bible school and I remember like, he's a very independent person and he needs time on his own. I think he felt a little suffocated by me. Uh, Cause I'm quite, energetic in a lot of ways. I want a lot of connection with someone like that's really important to me. At one point he was breaking up with me oh. and I was like, Oh no. Every time someone breaks up with me, it never, I'm never that person that gets back together with someone I've broken up with. Like it's done. It's final. That's it. They're sick of me. They don't want me around. That's it. And I'm like, I, I, don't want that to happen. I feel invested in this and he's a great guy and whatever. So I was like, okay, how about this? Like, and so I made a compromise and I said, you can have one weekend a month where you don't even have to see me and we don't have to eat together. And this week there was like a, like a conference that week where we were going to be sitting in sessions all week. And I was like, you don't have to sit with me. You don't have to eat with me. You don't have to call me. Like, You can have your space, as much space as you need, basically. And uh, that's okay. That's okay with me. And so then he thought that was agreeable, and he didn't break up with me. And this, I think, set up a precedence for he was avoidant. Like, he needed a lot of space, and I didn't feel like I was allowed to ask for connection or I'd be too much a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So So
1: that was your problem. So the conflict was that you were wanting more connection. Yeah. But you felt that you had to ask for disconnection. Yes.
0: That was what he wanted. In order to keep him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Good one. So at the time, what were your thoughts about that? what were your thoughts that that he was going to accept this or that this was your only option or what?
0: I was very afraid that he was going to leave me. So I had been engaged before him Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then that didn't end up happening. And so then I was thrown back in the dating pool and I was like, and then I met him and we never connected very well. Like it was always odd. Like it was always like conversation was always difficult with him. And I could talk with anybody for long periods of time. (laughs) I have a podcast (laughs) like talking and having conversations is kind of what I do. (laughs) It's kind of a thing, but I can never have conversations with him. Like it just was so awkward. It, 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 It was like dead space. Like we just didn't have a flow at all. And so I, I felt like, I think I felt like he was better than me and that I didn't deserve him. He was handsome. He was tall. He was the right choice Mm -hmm. according to my mom. Yeah. And he was handsome, tall, had integrity. Like he was just like a good guy, smart, you know, all the things that were a good choice, but not necessarily a good fit for me, which is why we're not together anymore. We we know that, we understand that, and we we recognize that. But I didn't feel comfortable asking for what I needed, let alone even know what I needed, other than I just knew that I kind of felt desperate a lot of times and anxious.
1: Yeah, well, what you'd mentioned was that you had been engaged before, Mm -hmm. This was not an engagement at this point. Right. No, no. And so you had all of those feelings there. Like this was not too long after that had happened. This was the next relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you feel about not doing what you wanted? Which was to spend time with him. How did you feel about Mm -hmm. that?
0: Scared. Scared that he was going to choose to never spend time with me. (laughs) Like I had just given him the exact out that I perceived he wanted. And I was like, okay, I'll just make myself small and, and not be a bother so that I'm not too much or I'm not seen as someone I need to, someone that needs to be left or, or, That he doesn't need to get away from me, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Mm -hmm. because obviously I'm too much. So I need to like dim that down and give him more space because obviously I want too much. So that's not good. I got to be careful about that. And I've already, I've always pushed everybody I liked away because I was too much. So I'm just gonna keep that to a minimum.
1: I'm excited to dive into that more, but we're going to (laughs) stick with this one. (laughs) <laughs> what did it mean about you as a person by trying to be who you thought he wanted you to be?
0: That being me as me was not enough, that I wasn't worthy.
1: Mm-hmm. But you also said too much.
0: E- yeah, <laughs> too too much overwhelming to him. is what I perceived but also not enough of a person to be valued enough to ask for what I want like I didn't feel like um he would give that to me like I wasn't enough of a person to make that kind of a sacrifice for Mm.
1: so you weren't quite right bit Goldilocks there too much of this to the that couldn't get it quite right I said, do what you mm-hmm. want.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. So, what would it look like to somebody from the outside if they were to see that? What would they be thinking?
0: She's so agreeable. She's such a good Christian wife material. She's submissive and she is, you know, letting him take control and willing to sacrifice her needs. Like a good woman should.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of it's it's a lot, isn't it? That's quite heavy mm-hmm. stuff you've got there. Mm-hmm. But it is what we do. It is what we do. So what in what sort of a world is what sort of world is that? You mentioned faith, you mentioned religion. Is it only in that sphere or is it bigger than that?
0: I just thought of something else that I, my parents argued all the time mm-hmm. and my mom is a very sort of dominant person. And I felt like she beat down my dad a lot and my dad didn't stand up for himself uh, or he'd get angry. And I swore I wasn't ever going to have that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. So and I also she said, honest. I shouldn't marry someone like my dad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I ended up, I'm a lot. I love my dad. I'm a lot like my dad (laughs) and I really connect with my dad. Funny enough, my partner now is so much like my dad. It's crazy. (laughs) Um, but I went with someone probably more like her in a way,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, that was not emotionally connected. I don't think I ever saw her cry, you know, like she just, she's very, um, anyways, regardless, I think that I was so afraid to be that dominant woman that was pushing mm. him away. Like I didn't want to push him away. Like my, like I felt like my dad felt like he was
1: pushing him away by his... wanting to be with him. These opposite yeah. really interesting,
0: yeah. aren't they? So you're disconnecting so you can connect. Yeah. And what that did was that the next day, he called me right away and asked me to go to breakfast with him. And I was like, what is happening? And he sat with me at the, at the conference. And then he did take a weekend a month, but he was much more like engaged. And so what I recognize is that if I back off, then I'm going to get what I want, but it's only going to, it only lasted so long. And then I'd have to sacrifice something else again. In order to get what I wanted or what I thought I wanted,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was like it—I think it turned into a m- manipulation of sorts because it was so desperate to have connection that the only way I could get connection is by disconnecting.
1: Yeah, which doesn't make any sense at all, right? No, no. So, it, and neither of them—one was too much, and one was too little. There was no actual meeting of what you wanted. You no. didn't even have a say in that conversation
0: no I was too afraid I would have never been able to ask what I wanted like I didn't think I had the right to Mm. and do you
1: feel that that might have been parent related religion related society related it's all related right the whole Mm. the whole world of it is that wasn't the right thing to do that wasn't the way to be yeah
0: Well, I guess it's like, if I really say what I want, then he's definitely going to leave because he doesn't want that kind of connection. He'd already said to me that he wanted, he could have been a hermit. And I was like, surely that's not true. Mm -hmm. You know? And so the fact that he wanted to be with me, someone who wanted to be a hermit, Mm -hmm. if they wanted to be with me and were choosing me, then that meant even more than someone who didn't want to be a hermit, who chose me, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's like converting the gay right <laughs> right yeah and and I think that I've often gone for very avoidant people in my life because somehow it means more if you get something out of them if you have to work really hard to get someone to like open up or to be vulnerable with you it like means that much more because you're so special if someone who doesn't open up to anybody else opens up to you and people would open up to me cause I was a safe place for most people and they would feel safe. And so that brought me a lot of you want validation.
1: are you, Karine?
0: No, oh. I was just being and they would open up and feel safe, but I always have to, had to ask for, I felt resentment a lot. Mm. And, and that I wasn't allowed to have you that resentment.
1: asking for anything. You weren't asking. So what's the underlying assumption in that in order to behave as you did, they're not mm-hmm. asking for what you wanted. You had to assume what? What was going to happen if you asked?
0: They were going to leave.
1: So you just, he, he'd just end the relationship.
0: Yeah, I was sure if I asked for anything, he would leave. So what until three that? years ago, I still felt like that. Yeah.
1: Well, these are patterns. Once you've got a pattern, it generally just keeps repeating until you change it. Mm. And if you can't see it, you can't change it. So this little process is is for your illumination of What is it that I've done in the past and what's going on here? And then you can Mm. begin to see, oh, I did it again. Mm -hmm. Oh, and that's what that person's doing. They've got that pattern. And you can become Mm. aware of all of these patterns within you, outside of you. Very interesting stuff. So if the assumption was you couldn't have what you wanted anyway, where was the power? It could be in a person, it could be in a belief, it could be in
0: a couple of places. The belief or the hope that he would need me someday Mm -hmm. if I just did what he needed me to do. And if I became who he needed me to be and who he respected and admired, then he wouldn't want to get rid of me because then I would be needed in his life. I would make his life feel comfortable and safe and he wouldn't have to worry about anything. I would just be his secure place, I guess. Mm. So the power, everything
1: you just said was about him. Yeah. You were the one offering disconnection, giving him power to decide when, to be with you or not to be with you for a time that somehow worked for him. And then what happened? What actually happened in the end? Did
0: if I ever did question? ask for anything, if I ever got frustrated enough and resentful enough and, and lonely enough that I would ask for connection, I would be seen as emotional and too much and overreactive and like, where did this come from and why, you know, why are you doing this? Why, why are you always frustrated? Or why are you always asking for so much or basically feeling trapped by if, if I did have time with him, he never knew when the ending would be. And so he was always trying to get out. And so he needed me to kind of put a time limit on it so that he knew he wasn't trapped. And I just felt like, I feel, I make you feel trapped. And so it was like, anytime I would ask for something, I would feel like it was an unreasonable request. Yeah. yeah. It was nothing was fine.
1: No request was fine. Anything was too much. That's it. There's, there's no, There's no space in there for you to be you. There was no space for you, (laughs) Kareem. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. So what you want to do now? Yes.
0: I've always said, like he's a really great person. He's a nice person, and he was not mean to me. But I didn't feel like I could be me.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so the question for you at the moment is, and you don't have to answer this one, is you know, to to come to a space of understanding why you couldn't be you. Yeah.
0: I guess I didn't feel like I deserved it. Mm-hmm. I felt like as a wife, I should just be content and I should just be grateful for what I have. And grateful that I have a roof over my head and that I have food and that I have beautiful things and beautiful children and that I have love in my life and that I'm not being hurt or abused or, you know, like, I, Mm. I had like such a wonderful life. Like, I, what did I really have to complain about? Mm. (laughs) But you couldn't need anything. No, or I was, and I was told often that I was selfish. Mm. I was selfish in sex if I wanted to ask for what I needed, Mm. because then I'd get frustrated and I would ask it in in probably the wrong ways. So then it was a bit of a turnoff, which I get, but like, I was too, I was so afraid to really say what I needed, but I knew what I needed. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You had to find some way to express that
0: before it was too late. And I was like, how come, how come you don't remember what I need? Like I say, I try to explain this so often and why, why is it so hard to understand? Why do I feel so lonely? Why do I feel so disconnected and why do I feel like it's my job to do all the things, you know, like I initiated most of the time because I wanted connection, but not because I was turned on at the time. Mm -hmm. So I had to do the job of turning someone on and trying to get connection. And so what right did I have to ask to be turned on when I'm the one who wanted to do that? Mm. Like that was an inconvenience to someone else. That's not what their plan was for that day. Yeah, an inconvenience. I was very much, I felt like an inconvenience often.
1: You were never an inconvenience, Karine. The right person, you are gold. Yeah, I'm glad you discovered that that was not the right person for you. That by disconnecting, you don't get connection. You just don't. Yeah, and it sounds crazy, and I can smile about it. But we can smile about it now because you can go, "Wow,
0: you did that." Yeah, like my boyfriend and I now. It's like that was the thing that. That drew us together is like this instant energetic connection. And it was like, I've never been too much for him ever, 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 ever. Beautiful. Not a, I don't, I mean, I would say not a day in my life. Sometimes I can overwhelm him with ener- my energy when he's exhausted after a day at work. But I think that's just normal. That's human. But he always <laughs> comes back to me and he always like treasures me and cherishes me. And I've never had that before. Mm.
1: You know, you deserve that. You deserve deserve to have your
0: needs acknowledged, respected, and met. It's hard sometimes still.
1: Well, as women, we often have an upbringing where we're expected to look pretty, not get dirty, be quiet.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially as girls, little girls. Yeah, that's that's a tough one to play. And you moving, moving house so often having to make new friends, having to be whoever you needed to be.
0: I was a great chameleon. Like if I lived in the States, I would adopt the accent of where I was. I would drop the A right away to not draw attention to myself. Not that kind of attention. I would just be what people needed me to be. And I could adapt very easily yeah. and quickly. And I was usually pretty happy about that. But some, for some reason, I could never quite adapt with the girls in my life. Like, I was always getting that wrong. Mm-hmm. I couldn't read girls. Like, guys were so much safer for me.
1: <laughs> that happens a lot to women, though, because historically we are put to fight against one another mm-hmm. for the hero man. Right. <laughs> There's only one of him. We've got to fight for him. We are pitched against one another. Um, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy, but also coming into a new place who had the power. Yeah. Like before in the conflict, he had the power. You didn't, he was getting to decide, And he was telling you, you were too much or not enough or not right, or you were never going to get it right. This Mm -hmm. is the thing. It was never going to happen. Usually the little girls are not the ones with the power.
0: No. No.
1: No. So you knew where the power lied and you knew where you needed to focus your energy and be the chameleon to get what you wanted. But you never got what you wanted until now, because it was the connection. Yeah. You can't get connection mm-hmm. when you're fake. Yeah. You can't get connection pretending to be somebody or something. You are not,
0: because all you're doing. And I always is- tried to be more like him. Mm-hmm. I, and and I'm not a very efficient person. I'm not saying that to put myself down, but I. I'm very good at other things. Mm-hmm. I can play the piano. I can sight read the living. Yeah, I didn't know your musical. We got
1: to um, talk about your musical.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm very, very musical, and that comes so easily to me. Well, he could never do that. But like cleaning the house and making meals and keeping things up, like I don't do that very efficiently. I'm all over the place. I get overwhelmed easily. Like I can't task very well. I've really struggled with that. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was always letting him down and that I wasn't enough in that area. Right. So important womanly skills. So if I was, if I focused more on just being all the things that he needed and keeping the house and doing this, then surely he would love me and surely he would finally want to connect with me. If I did all the things, if I became more like him, if I became more detached and less emotional, if I became more whatever, um, then I could cope better, right? Mm. So it was a pretty fucked up game that I played, thinking that this was normal and wondering why I would have a breakdown every month, just kind of cry Mm, and sob. No
1: wonder. You You were bending over backwards to be somebody else. Who you didn't like really I,
0: no and he'd said that often he's like you don't even like me and I was like yes I do he's like you always want me to be different <laughs> and I'm like yeah I guess because I just feel like I don't have a voice and I don't have I don't get to be myself so
1: yeah you've spent all your life doing I that, guess if Karine. you've you've had to fit in wherever you turned up you had no control over where you were going when what was happening That's true. And you wanted to fit in. Who didn't? That's completely normal, especially in the early development when you're a child, when you're in that, like, preteen time. You're defining your identity. You didn't get to have one. You were trying to be who everyone wanted you to be.
0: Even my name?
1: Definitely impossible. Even your name? How's that?
0: I... People would ask me what my name was. And I was like, well, that depends. Oh, what? <laughs> so my name is Karine. It's French. Oh, lovely. But I lived in English speaking places all the time. And so growing up, the English equivalent that I knew was Karen. Oh. That's all we knew as a family. So my sister called me Karen my whole life. So neighbors and my sister called me Karen. My mom called me Karine. Yeah. So she would introduce me as Karen. So at church, I was Corinne, and then at school, people read my name K A R I N E and were like I N E. It should be Kareen. That's what I thought. You didn't even correct right? me. No, that is what I go by. But in high school, so in at school, people would call me Kareen. But anytime I met someone new, every single time they'd be, "What's your name?" I was like, "Well, that depends. If you're." My neighbor, it's Karen. If Look, you're my, at sorry. church, it's Corinne, and at school, it's Corrine. And so, when I moved to the states, when I went to college, I chose one. I finally chose Corrine, yeah. and yeah. that was the first time I like had settled kind of on on an identity of what my name even would be. But I chose that because that's what other people said it should be. I didn't even know what my name is. My name is Karen. So I don't even know what that is in English, you know, so I just, I picked one. And I kind of love that my partner, my boyfriend has always called me Bella. And that's my identity. Like, it doesn't matter what my name is. I'm his Bella. I always have been. Mm -hmm. And I like that because I've never had like a pet name kind of thing.
1: You see see the pattern here. Do you see the pattern? Your identity was what anyone else wanted it Mm. to be even down to your name Mm -hmm. and names on your birth certificate right or you get to choose your name
0: and if you well and now even like with my work I can't use my married name I don't use my married name Mm -hmm. because I I what I do has nothing to do with my ex-husband and so I keep him out of it you know so I use my my maiden name and um e- even that was a choice I made for someone else even though like I love that name but like I hadn't used that name in in years mm. it's just I often just make decisions because of how that will help other people or protect them or
1: in the circumstance I, I think it'd be a great exercise for you after this Mm-hmm. To decide who you are, mm-hmm. who you want to be, yeah. what makes you who you want to be, because the Maybe power needs take to take my be, own course again. <laughs> the power needs to be in what you want to see in the world that you want to see. You can become the person who is the person that creates that change in the world because you are changing the world. I see it. I see it in people's lives. You're helping people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're being who they need to be, obviously. Yeah. And a lot of that is is the true you. And this is what we're all about, right? Authentically. Mm-hmm. And this is whatever happened way back when that being you wasn't enough. Mm. You needed to be who others needed you to be, yeah, there's there's something in there to work with. And, mm. and we are like onions. We have layers. You can get there pretty quick, but it will destabilize where you are now. And what I want to see for the moment is you strengthening you, mm. doing more of what you love, doing what lights you up, doing what not only rests, relaxes, recharges you, it energizes you to the max. So you've got energy for where you want it to go. But a lot of it's got to go back in you. you got to power yourself up.
0: Mm. Wow. <laughs> this has been really interesting. You're right. Like you said, an old situation is going to show what patterns are showing up for you now. And it's like everything I've been struggling with over the past few months is exactly that pattern of minimizing myself because I'm afraid. Maybe I'm afraid that I would lose a friend or maybe I'm afraid that I would be left.
1: You've got the best connection you have had. That's what you said, right? You don't want to lose that. And you're like, well, how much level of connect and disconnect Mm. is okay? You don't know. You're waiting for the rug to be pulled out from under your feet. If you get too much Mm -hmm. or too little, you're doing a dance. It's like, is this the right dance? Am I in the right spot? And the thing is, if it's for you, you are Mm -hmm. always enough. There is no such thing as too much. Oh boy! I know, I know. And the thing is, of your listeners, they'll have gone. They will have experienced something very similar. I'm sure. It's it's such a common thing, and like like we said, you know, shame is often at the core because we are shamed for being who we are. simple as getting your dress dirty when you're a little girl going to church, which I'm sure probably happened to you. (laughs) It can be so, so simple. But when you are squashed and squashed and squashed Mm -hmm. for a big squash, you -hmm. believe it's you. You believe there's something wrong Mm -hmm. with you. And that is shame. If you do something wrong, if I drop this and I break it, I'm guilty. Mm -hmm. Guilty as charged. I can glue it back together or whatever, but I did the thing. I have guilt. Shame is about your core Mm -hmm. identity. You Mm -hmm. can't fix that. It's you. So like we were talking before the recording, I think it was, you know, you have what you call your shadow. You have the parts of yourself Mm -hmm. you're less proud of. Mm -hmm. They're all of you. And until we accept, well, acknowledge, know that they're there, notice them, accept them without guilt, shame, give them love, kindness, and compassion because they exist mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah. you bent yourself out of shape trying to ha- make yeah. everyone happy <laughs> because you wanted to get the connection. You deserved and were worthy of that connection from before yeah. you were born. Nothing changes that, nothing can touch that, but we let it in, we let it in and we let that little shame inside and then we protect Mm. it and
0: pretend it's not there. Well, I I often tell my clients, it's like when a child is having a bit of a fit and they're like, mom, 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 and pulling on your arm and you're like, wait, stop. I'm busy right now or whatever. And you keep like shushing them and shushing them and they just get more and more and more anxious. And then sometimes you'll be like, go to your room and then they're freaking out and you don't understand why they're freaking out. They just feel rejected and they just keep acting up until all of a sudden you're like, okay, you get down on their level and you're like, what, what is it? What do you need? Sometimes it's as simple as I just need a hug. (laughs) They just need to be seen and then they're calm and they're fine. And so I'm I'm able to see this stuff in my clients, right? Like I could see it also. Everything yeah. you've said today, I'm like, yeah, duh, of course.
1: Yeah. It's why said what I do is simple. Yeah, but-, but
0: it's so hard to see it in yourself. <laughs> and I think that's the value. Like, let's just say right now, that's the value of coaching, right? Like, like I needed you to see that in me and help me work through that, even though I know all those things. It's hard to do it for yourself. yourself. And so that's the value of investing in a coach or a program that helps you lose shame and guilt. And, you know, it doesn't mean that this is another shame factor. I'll just speak to it right now. It doesn't mean that the coach is perfect, right? Like I make mistakes in my own polyamory, I make my own mistakes in my own relationship, but I'm willing to learn from it. And then I want to teach you guys not to make those same mistakes from what I've learned and avoid avoid what I've done wrong um but if I'm not willing to let go of my shame I'm not going to be able to teach that stuff I'm just going to hold it inside and then pretend I'm perfect and that you should just trust me no matter what meanwhile having this like major imposter syndrome behind all of that right um if you don't have imposter syndrome, you know, yeah, you're not in business. <laughs> and it's like when your life, the str- what you're struggling with in your life mimics what you're supposed to be an expert on. Sometimes you're like, oh, I, I just I can't do that. But it's so hard to be objective sometimes. Like you need someone else's perspective, and yeah,
1: you need the of body yeah. experience. You know, without going to Peru. <laughs> um it's a lot easier oh. on zoom i so
0: value this yes yeah, so happens. helpful thank you so much i really
1: you're very welcome it is it is always amazing when you can see you can literally see I... the hugs begin to turn as you will i was like oh <laughs> oh
0: yeah yes that makes sense oh i did that just yesterday you know or oh i i denied myself that or I shamed myself here or we are taught to shame
1: ourselves we we get that event layer upon layer upon layer and we don't want anyone to know about that Mm -hmm. we're ashamed ashamed of that but usually what happens is there's brilliance Mm -hmm. underneath yeah and you have what we call trauma Mm -hmm. gifts you are a chameleon you can hold space for people you can step into their virtual shoes and really Mm -hmm. understand them. You've got that level of Mm. super connection from your experiences, Mm -hmm. from needing to be somebody you
0: are not. And oddly enough, don't have the connection with myself often. It's probably because I've spent my whole life trying to connect with others so much that I have not connected to myself. And I think I'm in that season where I'm Mm -hmm. really – trying to honor myself and learning to connect with myself and really evaluate what it is that I need and be okay with asking for it. But that's so hard when you pointed out my pattern today, like I've been a chameleon my whole life. I'm trying to make everybody else's life comfortable to the detriment of my own comfort.
1: Yeah. Well, you were getting what you wanted from them. You were doing what you needed to get what you wanted from them. We
0: all know you have
1: to do it yourself
0: for yourself. I did it in a manipulative way because
1: mm-hmm.
0: I didn't know how to give it to myself. And so it was always okay. out of desperation, right? So it, it ends up being inauthentic and not genuine. So, well, everybody have seen a vulnerable side. <laughs> it is, it is. But this is the thing, you're
1: putting the power outside of yourself yeah, instead of empowering yourself. Yeah. What you're doing now is teaching yourself to empower yourself. And that enables you to teach all of the other women yes, to empower themselves. And, and that is the beauty of it.
0: That's why this podcast is called Breaking Free Authentically because I just want, like, this right here, it's not an easy conversation to have, but it's a part of me and it's authentic and it's real. And I know I'm not alone in this. I know I'm not alone.
1: You are so not alone. Everyone listening to this will have, and that's why we make yeah. it such a simple experience, Yeah. Simple example. Everyone can relate to that and and notice for themselves where was I putting the power,
0: mm-hmm. and did
1: I get what I wanted? Mm-hmm. No. What if you put the power in yourself? Where would it have gone? Obviously, he would. Could have. Cho- he had free will. He could have yeah. chosen to stay in the relationship. And accept that level of connection and need from you Mm -hmm. or leave it. It may have meant you spent, I don't know how much longer you two were together, but 23 years. Okay. So you could have gained 23
0: years of your life. (laughs) But at the same time, (laughs) I got, well, it's probably 26 years because we still live together for. For beautiful that, one. children and I do. I have beautiful <laughs> children: 22, 20 and seventeen. And I wouldn't trade them for the world. And exactly, they're yeah. the best. And they're the best and worst of both of us. And uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't trade that. And again, like I am very firm believer that I can take from any of my experiences mm. and learn something valuable, and Absolutely. not see it as as a negative thing you know like I could sit here and be like oh I gave away my power my whole life what a waste of time but instead for me it's like no I can learn from that and I did grow up in different ways like I really learned how to be a different kind of person as well different kinds of skills that I wouldn't have learned if I was with someone just like me you know yeah. So I I grew up in a different way. Yeah. I was 22, right? I spent more than half my life with him and I'm not I'm not um sorry about that. I wouldn't be where I am today had I not married him.
1: This is it. You are who you are today through all of those experiences. The thing to take away is the wisdom and leave mm-hmm. the pain behind. You don't need it. You've got yeah. the goods, you've got the wisdom. Yeah and the wisdom in the end is like we're talking about the shadow and the light or whatever you you have all of them within you you need to acknowledge accept and love all of them because they all contribute something if we didn't have if you're always sure about everything you are never unsure never any doubt you'd be a psychopath yeah, it's true <laughs> yeah we need, you don't want that we need these things we need to have a little bit of the oh i'm not perfect okay. mm-hmm. because it keeps us human it enables compassion it enables mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. and it is like the little devil and angel on the yeah yeah whatever no one's right or wrong. They're both a part of you. You get yeah. to choose which one you are bringing forth in which way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And No, it's not good and bad is the answer. They're all facets.
0: Yeah. Well, the awareness is so important, right? Like just to be aware of what your programming is and why you did what you did and why you do what you do and make those decisions. Because until you know that, you can't make different decisions right and so yeah this is how you get to choose and and i knew that i wasn't honoring my boundaries like recently but i think i was still confused as to why i wasn't honoring my boundaries and what was preventing me from doing that and still struggling with the guilt of hurting other people by Mm -hmm. honoring my boundaries and i've struggled with that a long time even though like i teach boundary setting and how to do it well but It's hard to break free from your patterns if you don't look at them and understand them. And here's the other takeaway, which I also need to be okay with is that you're allowed to change your mind. And that's a really tough one because we're taught that we shouldn't change our mind. We're taught that once we're committed, we're committed and we're locked in and we should have thought about that more, but that's not real life. Like sometimes, and and my personality I jump in with things and I'm willing to experiment and learn from it. And sometimes that means other people might get hurt in the process, um, which is not, not cool, but you know, at the same time, like what makes life rich, right. Is that
1: everyone's got it. Yeah. Everyone has free will.
0: And we all, we all get to change our minds, you know, like, yeah. Just because something's working well for one person doesn't mean that it's working well for someone else. So
1: Consent. I mean, yeah. we are women, and consent is extremely important to us. Mm-hmm. We have to give ourselves permission mm-hmm. to say, I, I no longer consent. You know, mm-hmm. things have changed, or yeah. I don't feel – I just does not feel – whatever. Because mm-hmm. if you do not allow that, going past that point is – is damage,
0: right? And it's so easy to feel like a fraud, right? Cause that's the programming we get. Like if you change your mind, then you're just a fraud <laughs> or you didn't, you didn't commit committed enough. Yeah. yeah. And we're taught to just commit, even though it's not right. Like even this idea that if you, if you don't stick with your marriage forever, you've failed in some way or that you weren't committed enough. And I'm like, I stuck it out for 23 years, right? You did your time. <laughs> I did. And and I learned a lot from it, but like I'm allowed to change my mind and we are so much better not being together. Yes. It's so much better for us and our mental health. So how is that wrong, you know?
1: It's a question of why you change your mind. Because if you're yeah. changing your mind for some other agenda mm. – And not everyone has thought so much about the why they're changing their mind.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point because that is true. Like sometimes we change our mind just because we don't want to do the work or because it's too hard. I'll give you one.
1: I'll give you one. So you've got the relationship of your life now with fabulous connection. Up until now, you've never
0: had that. (laughs) (laughs) That might be too much to deal with. <laughs> oh yeah, because it rocks your world if you're used to chaos, right? You got to get used to the
1: good. How good can you take yeah. it? We never ask ourselves this because we're never getting enough of what we want. When you do get what you want, this is what happens with people as they earn more and more income. The money doesn't uh, at a point, money doesn't mean so much anymore because you can have whatever you want, you can buy whatever you want, you can you can do whatever you want, mm-hmm. pretty much yeah, yeah, it's funky stuff, isn't it? How too much of a good thing. I know. yeah, it can happen.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I know it's so funny how things happen, but like our nervous system is so used to certain things, you know, and some people are just that's it. They grew up in chaos, which I did for a lot of it, right? So to have the ups and downs and like to have actually no emotion from someone actually felt quite calming to me. Yeah, because no, it yeah. was like a Even steady rock, described. and I it's kind of like I needed that piece because, like, the up and down in my family growing up, the yelling, the screaming, the, da, 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 I didn't have that, it was just like you know, just calm. Yeah. Um, but at some point, I was like, I need more than this, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
0: so thank you for this very, very valuable exercise and and. Before we go, because we do have to get going, I've kept you way too long, but thank you so much. I really appreciate it. But any last <laughs> words of wisdom, and how can people find you? Because I will put your links in the show notes if they mm-hmm. they want to do this exercise with you. I'll
1: I'll make a little freebie of this exercise for you that you okay. can give them so they can have that and give them some like a link about a bit of information that goes with yeah that. yeah. So to reach me, it is L. Bright. nice and simple Mm -hmm. and Elbright official on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram real simple. I still do boudoir photography, but it is part of an experience I offer my um, clients, my VIP clients. I go anywhere around the world and give you that empowering experience of owning your foibles, owning your beauty, owning your perceived flaws and having an effing good time.
0: <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you're going to have to come to Canada and we can do a couple's I'd retreat to together. Cause I, um, I, I, I have like to. some really cool ideas for like a VIP retreat of that sort with boudoir photography and like a little intro to kink and some massage and some, some breaking free from conformity training and, and just being able to see that you get to make choices and that all your choices are okay you just have to really start to own who you are and understand who you are and stand up for what you desires you are, are. How can you make Exactly. Choice? and choices, yeah. freedom you know and um even in designing your relationships we're gonna talk again <laughs> yes we are okay well thank you so much my love and i Honestly, you are just a gem and I have so enjoyed this. I appreciate your time, your energy, you holding space for me and being here. I just, I cherish that and I cherish you and thank you so much for being you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you. Wow. I'm still feeling the effects of that. What an intense session that was. I am so grateful for Elle to have taken the time to do that with me. I, wow, it's amazing how many things from your childhood impact how you show up in your relationships, how you show up for yourself and the guilt that you have or the shame that you have around certain things your worthiness like there's so many things that come up and you can see patterns and if I really had taken the time to do that I would have recognized some of those patterns as well but her process was just so easy to do that and didn't take very long and so I just I'm really grateful for this and I I challenge you to like Take a look at those situations, you know, in your life when you have made a decision that you have resolved something you've settled for something, but you actually didn't get what you want. How often does that happen? Is this a pattern of yours? So I just want you to kind of be cognizant of that and if you're stuck with some of these patterns, reach out to me, reach out to L and. We can help you with that. We want you to decide who you want to be, and we want you to become the person who becomes that person, if that makes sense. Decide who you want to be, and then become the person who becomes that person. Does that make sense? Here's what I tell my voice students all the time if you don't aim at the target, if you don't have your eyes open when you're aiming at a target, you will never hit the target. If you don't have a target to begin with, you're just, there's, you're aimlessly throwing, right? So if we don't know who we want to be, then how are we going to become the person we want to be? We can't. So we need to know who we want to be, and then we have to figure out what's in the way of getting to that Person, to that version of ourselves? Is it programming? Is it trauma? Is it unhealthy patterns? Usually there's all kinds of things that are stopping us from being the person that we want to be. So I challenge you to step out, to really be honest with yourself. Are you living the life that you want? Are you having the relationships that you desire? Are you able to design what it is that you need and cherish and and discovered in your life that light you up. Are you able to make that happen for yourself? Or are you still sitting in a place where you don't feel like you deserve that? Let's shift that. So I'm going to challenge you to reach out to me, reach out to L, but reach out to me and find out if this eight week program is for you. Breaking free from conformity, we conform to these patterns, just like L found the patterns. I was conforming to something that I believed I needed to do, something I was taught. So I challenge you, once again, step out of your comfort zone, go and investigate what's keeping you stuck, what's keeping you in a loop. And if you can't figure it out, then get some help. That's what we're here for. We cannot do this on our own a lot of times. We need each other. That's why we have coaches. That's why we train as coaches to be able to help you get through these things and to make huge shifts in so much less time than if we tried to do it on our own. So enjoy your day. Go to your preferred podcast app and rate and review this podcast. Give us five stars. And we will move up the ratings and more people will get to see this podcast and get to learn these amazing things as well. So I love you all. I hope you have an amazing week. As I always say, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. There's no other way to be than authentic. So let's go live authentically. Have an amazing, amazing week and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Kareen Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on PodChaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at BreakingFreeAuthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week.